Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Horses, corn dogs, and chicken on the stick. Can you tell the difference? <laughs> I'm Scoot on the air. Yeah, carnival season is here. More parades rolling tonight. You've heard that in the news. We've got uh, stories on our website, WWL.com. Gen Z is more than twice as likely than anyone else to drive high. Stoned on marijuana. We'll talk about that in just a minute. If you're just uh, tuning in, we were talking about this new survey showing that uh, 84% of Americans think political discussions have gotten worse in the last few years. And it's true. Conversations about politics, uh, exhausting, more stressful, according to a majority of people now. And uh, I think it's because people are, are now taking politics so personally that if you have a different opinion or if you challenge their opinion, they take it personally. Come on, man. It's just it's just politics. You shouldn't take it so personally. And um, there's also seems to be this this idea that 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 facts don't matter anymore. And that's another frustrating thing about political conversations. You know, we can we can disagree and, and you can you can disagree on how to apply the facts. But just the 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 ignoring of facts is really a, a frustrating thing. A blog that's still trending on our website, WWL.com. It's also on the Scoot on the Air Facebook page. And I'll read some of those comments coming up. It's titled, The Truth is Inconvenient to the Border Crisis Debate. There are some facts. There are some, some truths about the border crisis debate that, that people don't want to, to recognize. Also, uh, Donald Trump is urging people to give Bud Light a second chance. It just so happens that he has $5 million in, in um, Anheuser-Busch stock. So now there's some some questions about ethics and uh, the endorsement of the of the company. But he's hey, they're a good company. They're not a woke company. We need to give them a second chance. And I just find it interesting that there might be some people who have been continuing with with the Bud Light boycott. Yeah, man, I'm not going to drink that beer that reaches out to no trans person. Yeah, and a lot of people talk like that. Uh, but they're 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 now going to drink Bud Light because Donald Trump told them it's okay. I mean, what happened to your, your individuality? Also, uh, two high school students on the North Shore, St. Tammany Parish, arrested on charges of threatening to kill a school teacher. And, you know, they were probably just kidding. They were on Snapchat. I mean, they were probably just joking about it. But that's one of those things you can't joke about today. And then there's uh, this case in, in Jefferson Parish of the driver who's speaking out now after he was shot by a Jefferson Parish uh, sheriff's deputy following the parade in Marrero on Monday. 
you know, he said he wasn't a threat. Why did you shoot me? And th- there's some uh, different reports about uh, barricades being moved and cars going through this, and this car was continuing. But you also see that the car is, is heading toward the, the deputy. Uh, so there'll be an investigation as to whether or not she she should have shot. But, you know, the the the, the driver may have been no threat whatsoever. But when you look at things through the eyes of a police officer, they sometimes see things differently, and sometimes mistakes are made, and they're legitimate mistakes. And a, a police officer might have felt like, yes, her life was threatened, and this person was a, a threat to her and to, to other people. So this, is a, th- this particular case, uh, don't be so quick to judge it because um, I feel badly that the guy was shot. I'm glad he's okay. But don't be so quick to judge the situation because it, uh, it's just one of those situations that is, is kind of tough to judge. So we'll have to wait and see what the investigation yields. All right, so Valentine's Day is coming up the day after Mardi Gras, Wednesday, February the 14th. Pizza Hut wants to help you break up with somebody. They're offering new goodbye pies. Actually, this is a, a kind of a, a gimmick to promote their hot honey pizzas, their hot honey pies. And so they're giving you a chance. It, it sounds like they're giving you a chance to, to do it free. Pizza Hut has launched this new pizza campaign. And you can order a free Pizza Hut delivery delivered to the address of your ex-lover, somebody you're breaking up with or somebody you just broke up with. And all you have to do is go to goodbyepies.com. So I guess the information will be there. But you can personalize the pie and have something written on the box. Like, you know, I hate you or, you know, whatever. Uh, Pizza says that there, Pizza Hut says there's a poll out showing that 45% of people believe that it's uh, it's best to break up with somebody before Valentine's Day. Because, yeah, then you don't have to buy them a gift. So if you're about to break up with somebody, do it now. But they've got the hot honey pizza and hot honey wings that they're they're promoting. And this is available in Miami, New York, and Chicago, but you can also uh, go to the go to the website and uh, find out more information there if you want to deliver a, a, a goodbye pie to, to your ex, goodbyepies.com. All right, if you want to join us with a comment about anything we talk about, the Okinawa Jewelers talking text line is 504-260-1870. Um, the actress Sylvia Figuera. Sophia Vergara is just that very, very shapely actress. She, you know, she plays uh, the, the wife uh, on uh, Modern Family. She is a beautiful, beautiful woman. But she's saying that because of her thick Hispanic accent, some jobs are, are limited to her. Some acting jobs are not, not open to her. I mean, why is this a surprise? I, I would think in, 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 in some ways, maybe some jobs opened up for you because you have a thick Hispanic accent. In some cases, it, it, it wouldn't matter. But I, I mean, y- you know, you're, you're not going to get the part of uh, a British aristocrat if you have a thick Hispanic accent. Nothing negative about thick Hispanic accents. But, you know, I mean, yes, obviously roles are going to be somewhat limited. All right. I want to remind you that Fat Tuesday the crew of WWL is going to be wall-to-wall with coverage, the greatest free show on earth, starting at 8 a.m. with Tommy Tucker and Linda Cassidy from Magic 101.9. And then at 11 o'clock, I'll be on with Newell Norman from 11 until, I think, 2 o'clock. It's going to be real-time coverage of Zulu, Rex, and all the sights and sounds of Mardi Gras from 8 a.m. 
until two. So if you're heading down to the parades or if you can't make it to the parades, we're going to we're going to bring it all to you. Sponsors uh, by Bromart, Bud Light, Logo Express, Home Bank, and our presenting sponsor, LCMC Health, keeping you well on WWL. And also, we want to give you a chance to experience the National World War II Museum. It's just a, an incredible place, and, and I love it every time I've, I've gone there. Uh, we're going to give you a, a family pack. Uh, there are five awe-inspiring historical exhibits on their five-acre campus. It continues to grow, and it's amazing. If you want to win, go to WWL.com contest with an S and register to win a family pack of four tickets to the National World War II Museum, which is an amazing thing, and it's right here in New Orleans. So go to WWL.com contest with an S and register to win, and uh, good luck from WWL. Okay, uh, let's go to uh, Kelly in St. Rose. Hey, Kelly, you're on WWL. Hey, dude, how are you this afternoon? I'm great. Good, so I wanted to call you. Sunday was my first Mad Hatter's parade. I lived in New Orleans for, I think, 15 years now. It was perfect. I have young teenage boys who don't want to stand by their parents, don't want to be seen with us. Right. We had a great time to, together, um, and I was able to bring away several hats to build my Mardi Gras closet. Um, so well done. My husband and I danced to almost every band, much to the chagrin of the teenagers. Yeah, they don't but want to see that. It was great for everybody. <laughs> it was great for everybody in the family. Well, look, Kelly, thank you so much for, for saying that. I'm, I'm glad you had such a good time. And, uh, you know, Mad Hatters is the parade known for throwing hats. And Gwen Lacoste, the wife of, uh, of Joey, they, they came up with the whole idea of the parade. And she said, why don't we throw hats? And those are some good hats. I mean, they're not just like little cheap little hats. They are not. They are not. I have several kids coming in from Mardi Gras this weekend, and on every bed, they're going to have a small collection of hats that they can choose to start their weekend. So. That's really that's that's good. Yeah, it was a it was a fun parade. The weather was just about perfect, and uh, yeah, so many great bands in it, Bag of Donuts and, and others. And it uh, it's just it's it's a lot of fun. And you know, while some parades are kind of struggling, uh, Mad Hatters continues to grow every year. Yes, once we get rid of all the kids on the payroll, my husband and I are going to definitely try and ride that one. Good, good. We, we, we welcome you. Kelly, I appreciate the call, and I'm glad things worked out for you, and uh, thanks for listening to the show. Thank you. Okay, let's go to Ian with a couple of your text messages. Uh, absolutely. Here's some text messages. Here's one that says, uh, speech is a big part of being a successful actor or actress. Many successful actors and actresses have worked hard at losing their local accent and mastering other ways of speaking. Why should Sofia Vergara be any different? You know, um, when I was young, uh, we had friends from uh, the Gulf Coast, from, from Gulfport, and we had friends from Natchez, and I noticed that they had accents. And then I met somebody from Chicago, and I, I noticed that she had an accent, and she talked about parking the car and, and things like that. And um, I don't know why, but at a very early age, uh, I, I worked on not having an accent. And I guess that was some kind of premonition that I might end up being in, in radio because I've had people tell me, well, why don't you have a New Orleans accent? I mean, it's something that I, I did consciously work on when I was younger. I wish that I was born in a place that had a regional accent. Let me tell you, nobody in Southwest Colorado sounds like anything at all. I mean, it's just yeah, American English. But you sometimes you're, but sometimes you're, you're, you're limited. I mean, I, you know, there's nothing wrong with with a New Orleans accent, but the, but I wouldn't have been able to work in other cities with a, you know, 
you know, that real, uh, you know, New Orleans yet accent. I guess there might be some some places on the western slope, you know, some of those real hippie little mountain towns that'd be like, man, I just caught some sweet powder yesterday, bro. <laughs> yeah. I went up on the mountain and caught so many inches, bro. It was far. It was so brilliant, man. Just what yeah. a great day of skiing. Whoa! I could hear that. Yeah, I well, could picture that guy. I would hang out with that guy. Uh, look, we talked a lot about uh, age discrimination in the workplace in the last hour. I got a couple texts left over about that. I'll give you before we step away. Here's a text that says, "I'm a little different." than most older workers. I'm 65 and I've had my own business for 20 years. Being older has actually helped me in competition with younger workers and business owners. I benefit from more experience and more maturity and customers see me as more stable and dependable. At least that's what they say. The well, no, that, that, that's good. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously, look, I've been doing this over 50 years. So obviously, you know, age is not a deterrent in this business, but you but you have to reinvent yourself. You know, I mean, I started out in, in music radio and you can't, you know, it, whatever your job is, you, you can't stay the same because things change. Industries change. Businesses change and attitudes change. And, you know, you, you've, you've got to change and, and reinvent yourself to, to remain relevant. I think I just got kind of a wild idea. Like, you know that that weirdo Colorado hippie accent that I just rolled out? Yeah. Like, what if I read some text messages like that? It really changes the flavor of what the texter is trying to say. It does. It might be fun. I had a chance to meet Sophia when she was with Mangano. Absolutely beautiful people inside and out. Oh, they paid the bill for everyone in the restaurant. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not going to do that all day. I'll leave you two more quick ones. Here's a text from Ed. It says, Scoot, if you had to unload a truck by hand, you would wish they discriminated against you. <laughs> and this is it. Uh, this text says, my boss is so old, he owes Moses a nickel. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a joke. Uh, how many light bulbs does it take? How many, how many older workers does it take to screw in a light bulb? Three. One to screw in the light bulb, and the other to talk about how we used to do it. <laughs> I love it. All right, look. So, are you surprised by this uh, this survey that um, Gen Z is more than twice as likely to to drive while stoned than anybody else? We're going to talk about that when we come back. The Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. Hey, listen, I got to I got to um, mention that we're going to talk to this this uh, young musical prodigy. I mean, this guy's like a teenager. He's from Australia. Some of you may have heard of him. Taj Ferrant, I think that's how you, you pronounce his name. Um, he's worked with Santana and Rob Thomas and, and others. He's got a couple of songs out. He's doing an, an original album. But this young person is a true prodigy. He's going to be at House of Blues Saturday at 8 o'clock. We're going to talk to him coming up next. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar on this day in 1959, Guitar Slim was struggling with alcoholism he died of pneumonia he was only 32 years old new orleans blues guitars his real name is eddie jones but he was known by everybody as guitar slam so don't want to forget guitar slam and here's a song the things that i used to do i would continue that sentence and say uh, the things that i used to do make me realize i'm lucky to be alive i'm scoot on the air and we'll be back on wwl Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is a, a young Aussie guy, 14 years old. The song is called Cruise. It's, uh, it's one of his recent originals. It went straight to number one on iTunes Blues Chart in three countries, the U.S., the U.K., and his home country of Australia. And Taj is uh, currently recording his uh, first album of original songs. He's going to be performing at the House of Blues this Saturday night, 8 o'clock, and Taj Ferran joins us on WWL. Taj, it's a, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Hello. Thank you for having me. Listen, you're 14 years old. Um, how do you explain your talent? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm just a guitarist. I play blues, rock, and like some other genres whenever I feel like it. So, yeah. All right. So, how how young were you when you when you first uh, realized that you had this talent to to be amazing on the guitar? Um, well, I first started when I was seven, and um, I mean, when I first actually started being able to play guitar, I was like eight or nine. Wow. Do, do you believe in reincarnation? Um. Yes and no. Like sometimes. Do you think you might have like been here before? When I when I hear a prodigy, prodigies like you, when I, I hear people who are just so talented beyond their age, I, I, I think about the possibility of reincarnation, that, you, that you've been here before. Well, thank you. Uh, I mean, you never know. Yeah, and you'll be at the House of Blues. Is this going to be your first trip to New Orleans? Uh, yes, my first uh, uh, trip to New Orleans as well. And it's also my first Mardi Gras. Too. Yeah, you're you're coming you're coming the big weekend before before Mardi Gras, so it's going to be kind of crazy. Now you're 14 years old, so there's a lot of stuff that you you know you, you can't legally do. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff I'm not legally allowed to do, but I can I can still still have a bit of fun and have a look at them and get all the good food, obviously. Yeah, it's it it, it, it that certainly is true. Uh, we do have great food, and, and, you know, there's no age limit on, on, on the great food. So um, when, when you hear other people perform, I mean, you're only 14, so, you know, you haven't had that much experience over the years uh, listening to other performers, but who's an inspiration to you? Um, so, I mean, my biggest inspiration is probably Gary Moore and uh, obviously Stevie Ray Bourne and, um, and uh Angus was the one who started my whole, like, I want to play guitar thing. So, yeah. What reference do you have to people like Santana and Rob Thomas and some of the big people that you've you've performed with? You, you know, you certainly didn't grow up uh, listening to these people. You you obviously know that they're that they're legendary. But um, how has it been to perform with people like that at the age of fourteen? Um. 
it's been pretty cool being able to play with both Santana and Maddis. Um, but, I mean, like, I got to play with Kiss as well, and I was like, they, that was really cool. And it was funny, I didn't really even recognise who they were because they didn't have the makeup on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but uh, no, it, it's, re- it's really, really cool being able to play with all of these people. So, yeah. Yeah. How would you describe uh, how would you describe your music? You're doing you're doing original stuff. How, how would you describe that? I mean, I know it's blues, but specifically, how would you define your your genre, your music? Um, I would call it like blues rock is what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if Stevie Ray Vaughan was an was an inspiration. Yeah, that, that's uh, obviously somebody that you can uh, you can relate to. Um, yeah. So uh, so where where are you right now? We are driving through Texas at the moment. Yeah, it's a long drive. It's a big state. Actually, we're about an hour out of New Orleans. Oh, wow. So you, well, if you're an hour out of New Orleans, then you've got to be in, in Louisiana, unless you're driving really fast. Yeah, I'm not sure where we are. We're in Louisiana, yeah. I think, yeah. So you're going to be here for a couple of days and be able to enjoy the city before you perform? Yeah, we're going to be here for a couple of days before the... So, so, yeah. What do you um? What, what do you want to tell people about about your show and and and, and about you? I, I mean, you're 14 um, years old. I mean, you 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 can't even like totally know yourself. Although I think that there are some people at 14 who are much more mature than 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 other people. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's it's a uh, four hour show, and we have a couple of people playing, and then at the end of the night, I do a two hour show. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a long show. Yeah, but we have like three people playing, so yeah. Taj, how 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 do you um how do you defend your generation? You you're you're 14 years old. You're you know, you're it's a young generation that is often criticized because of your dependence on social media and some of the things that happen on on social media. Um a lot of people in your generation have uh have guns and there there's a there's a gun mentality uh, more so in America than in 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 Australia. But uh how how do you defend the the criticism of your your generation? I mean I don't really care what people say. I mean, they can, they, everyone can have their own opinions. It's, uh, I mean, it's all up to what you want to think. So, yeah. Well, I, look, I like that attitude. I, and I don't think you should, should worry about uh, what other people think of your generation. Just be, uh, be the individual that you are. I mean, you're just an amazing, uh, amazing phenomenon. And I I can't wait to see where you go from here. I mean, do you have a vision of where you think you might be in the future? I mean, you've got this unbelievable talent at 14. Uh, Where do you go from here? Um, I mean, so, I mean, I'm just starting. So the only place to go is up. So you never know. Well, you're already up, uh, and, and you can uh, can go further. Hey, you know, whenever I talk to uh, to artists, I always ask them uh, to tell me a good groupie story. But I think you know, I think you're a little young to be telling me a groupie story. Do you have Do you have groupies? No, I do not have groupies. Well, I'm sure that's coming. <laughs> anyway, Taj, look, it is a pleasure to talk to you, and have well, a great you. have a great show. Enjoy New Orleans. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the the parades and the frivolity and everything. And you'll be at House of Blues. Saturday night, 8 o'clock, and uh, thanks for spending time with us on our show here on, on WWL.
Thank you for having me. All right. And we're going to go to break with uh, Taj Ferrant's song called Crossroads, a phenomenon at 14, blues guitarist. He'll be at House of Blues Saturday, 8 o'clock. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. I had to ask him the groupie story. I ask everybody. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar on this day in 1956, Little Richard recorded this song, Long Tall Sally, at J&M Studios right here in New Orleans. It was his highest charting record in the U.S., got to number six on the Billboard Pop chart, number one on the R&B chart. The following April, Rolling Stone magazine has listed this song as number 56 on the list of the top 500 greatest songs of all time. And, you know, I told you how I grew up thinking the Beatles uh, did this song, that it was an original Beatles song, but no, done by Little Richard. I'm Scoot on the air. We're not going to have a chance to get to this uh, Gen Z topic, so we'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow. don't have time to, to give it justice today because of a call that we just uh, received. Uh, Gen Z is more than, tw- more than twice as likely to uh, uh, drive stone than, than anybody else, so we'll uh, talk about that on the show tomorrow. But um, Heath from Abita Springs joins us, and uh, Heath is uh, telling us that he is he's the father of a teen that is a suspect in a, a shooting on the North shore uh, following a parade. Um, Heath, welcome to our show. How you doing? It's good. I'm, I'm good. So seven, your 17 year old son, uh, Tyron Bailey was, uh, was arrested. No, he's not arrested yet. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, I want to first put out there that I want him to turn himself in because, you know, he he's not what, all these people are posting all these, you know, negative things about, you know, and I listen to your show all the time. And, you know, I know you call them all uh, thug pumps. Um, but this is in this in this case, this is not that this is a child that's been getting beat up his whole life. He's a small kid. He's about 100 pounds soaking wet. And they got videos on social media of him getting stomped in the ground by 10 or 12 people. And at this parade that seemed to be the case that uh, he was lowered there. They were supposed to be meeting somebody there and they jumped him. Now, who, I don't who's, know. who's they and, and why do you think they, they, they picked him out at the, at the parade? Well, this would so he's been going out with the same little girl since he was like 13 years old. They've okay. been together for the past four years and okay. it would be a bunch of kids from her school that, I've always have been the one jumping my son. I don't know if it's because of the girlfriend. They talk to the girlfriend. I don't know. I just don't know the facts on that. But I just, you know, I know he's a good kid. He ain't running around robbing and stealing. He works a steady job. He, you know, he, he's a good kid. I don't know what happened this night that caused all this. And I want him to know that he already has legal representation that I want him to go in. Why did he? Ha- why did he have a gun at the parade that night? Uh, I never said he had a gun. I don't know if he had a gun. That's people saying he had a gun. Okay, he's wanted in the, in the shooting. He, he, well, he's, he's going They 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 want him on on charges of of second degree uh, uh, murder, attempted murder, aggravated battery. Correct, correct. But you know, until you know the facts, right? That could that couldn't be. I mean, you don't know the truth. So you um, you don't know. You would if if he had a gun, you didn't know it. Hell no, I wouldn't condone that at, at, at all. I mean, I have I have five children. I raised them all to be great citizens. My daughter graduated magna cum laude from Loyola. She's a teacher. 
My sons are pharmacists. I mean, my, my kids are productive citizens. You know, this is my youngest child. And Heath, Heath um, so uh, does he live with you? And if he lives with you, he hasn't been home since the, the shooting? He Well, he, me and his mom had problems recently, and he lives with his mother. But uh, okay. he hasn't been but he hasn't been by me. He hasn't been by his mother. I know for, for a fact. When, when's the last you know? time you saw him? Uh, it would have been Thursday, the day before the parade. Okay. Because he would stop here on his way from work to go down by his girlfriend's mm-hmm. on his last, like his last day of the week or whatever. You know, um, but from what I understand, they were at the parade. They got a phone call to come meet somebody by the McDonald's over there. And when he got over there, he got jumped. You know, has there been uh, has there. So you you say there's been a history of uh, of him being bullied. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, uh, about a year, year and a half ago, he went to this has actually happened on two occurrences at, at kids parties that they he got jumped and they, they you know, they, they boasting about it. They got it was on social media with 12 people stomping his head to ground. Well, I mean, I have questions about about that. I'm not questioning that it that it happened, but why has it more been done to do something about these people who are? I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of people to jump one person. That's a, that's you're right, and that's a good question because you know, uh, in the in the past, uh, you know, I've had the neighborhood my wife was living in with with him. You know. A lot of these kids, some of them live around there, too. And I woke up, you know, with windows bashed out the cars, car doors dented in. We call the police. We tell them who it is. And nothing. You know, they don't do they didn't do anything. And then, you know, all of a sudden now something happens and he's a, you know, this like dangerous killer. That's actually the most mild managed uh, child that you would ever want to meet. But he, he yeah. might have, I mean, he, he might have, I mean, the police seem to think that he, he had a gun and he's responsible for this uh, shooting at the, the, the parade route on, on Friday night. Yeah, that's what they think. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to all get that all determined yeah. when, when, he, when, he, when he goes in and turns himself in. And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm telling him to do. That's why I called y'all. Uh, yeah. I want him to do, do the right thing, turn himself in, and know that he's got a family that's behind him 100%. Because I, I know what the things that he's been through, you know, he's never been really a bad child. He's been a good kid, you know. But I, um, I, I don't condone gun violence at all. I don't own any firearms. Um, I just, I'm just scared for him, you know. I've always been scared. This is the kid that walked out the door every time he walked out the door. He's, he's putting his head on a 360 because he's getting beat up all the time. Well, that's just it's it's. It's really sad. If, if that is, is happening, that's really sad. And uh, something needs to be done to stop the people who are, are beating him up. I mean, nobody no, nobody should go through life being concerned about being beaten up all the time, especially by that uh, that, that number of people. And you, you don't feel like he's done anything to instigate the, the violence. No, without, without a doubt. I know for a fact. I know my son. I, I mean, what are you, you going to do? Uh, when you, it's like, and it's been these same kids for for years. I mean, I don't know for a fact that it was all these same ones, but it's been the same type of thing going on 
for the past few years. So you're really you know? you're afraid for your you're afraid for your son. Where do you think he might be? I have no idea because that's the point. He all he has is me, his mother, and his girlfriend's house, and you know, and, and I'm concerned that he'll get hurt. You know, with I mean, because they believe me, the police then came here, the U.S. Marshals, all that stuff. They all come around, you know, and it's not here, you know. Um, but I just want him to be safe, and I, I just, I'm just worried about it. Well, I hope this has a, a happy ending. Um, I hope the bullying comes to an end. Um, I don't know the the details, but I, I hope your son. Uh, Tyrone Bailey, I hope uh, he does turn himself in because that I guess that's the first step toward having him uh, get some kind of uh, protection from the people who want to who want who want to beat him up. You know, it, you, but you can't use a gun as a as a, as a, a weapon. I mean, you can't use a, a, a I mean, I, I know that guns are used to uh, for, to protect oneself and one's property, but. You know, you just can't go to parades with, with, with guns, and you, you can't settle problems with guns. But I empathize with what you're dealing with, Heath. I agree and, with you. I agree with you on that one, you know. But like I said, I don't know. He, he shouldn't have had a gun because nobody owns a gun. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, know? you calling the show. Uh, I hope things work out. You, you can uh, stay in touch with us and let us know what uh, what goes on. Sure. I, I listen to you every day, man. That's why I know the, I know the things you say about the youngsters. So well, you know, many of them. Look, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure that there are some some young teenagers who are not thug punks. Uh, a, a lot of them are. And I I, I appreciate you uh, calling up and uh, trying to to let us know uh, your impression of uh of your of your son. And if he turns himself in, then then hopefully the truth will will come out. Yes. All right, Heath, um, best of luck. Yes, sir. Y'all have a great day. Yeah, you too. Wow. I mean, you know, you can imagine how a father feels. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I, I guess turning himself in is the, is the first step. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar on this day in 1957, the country of Iraq banned the film Rock Around the Clock and Bus Stop, saying that they were dangerous to teenagers and youths. And, you know, 1957, I think we, you know, you know, we worry about rap and you worry about the messages in music today. You know, back in the 50s, there were people that thought rock and roll songs like this had the ability to destroy a young generation. I'm Scoot and we'll be back on WWL. Hey, thanks for being with us. Uh, Sports Talk with Mike and Steve coming up next. I want to thank Diane Newman, Ian Hoke, Dan Barron, Chris Miller. Dave Brandon, thank you for being part of the show. I'm Scoot. Happy Mardi Gras. Love you, New Orleans. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 